that time of the year again. While we won't be strolling on Hollywood Boulevard, we will be strolling along West Street and Main Street in Annapolis for the 11th Annual Annapolis Film Festival. From March 23rd to the 26th, you can enjoy more than 70 films, Q&A sessions with filmmakers, panels, coffee chats, and yes, plenty of parties. Tickets and passes are on sale now at annapolisfilmfestival.org. But right now, we're going to give you a taste of things to come as we interview directors and producers of some of the hottest movies on the slate. Well, the Annapolis Film Festival is rolling into town March 23rd to the 26th. You can get passes and tickets at annapolisfilmfestival.org. And all for the past month, we've been speaking with directors and producers and the big shots that make the movies that are coming here. And today is no exception. We're talking with Joanna Gleason, who is the director of a film that's going to be here at the Annapolis Film Festival called The Grotto. How are you, Joanna? I'm really good. Thank you so much. How are you doing, John? I'm doing well. I'll tell you, first things first, two dates you need to put on your calendar. We'll just put one of these two dates on your calendar. But Friday, March 24th at 7 p.m. at Maryland Hall in the Main Theater or Saturday, March 25th at 10 a.m. at Maryland Hall in the Bowen Theater. That is where you're going to be able to see the grotto, which looks like a – I'm trying to decide whether it's a, a deep, dark – not dark, but a deep, dark kind of thing, or a, or I should be laughing at it. But the story – the plot line is that a fiancé dies unexpectedly and a woman inherits half ownership of the grotto, which I've got to say, I don't know whether I'm disappointed or not because I thought it was going to be like some – biopic on uh, Hugh Hefner and the Playboy Club with ah. the name like the Grotto. <laughs> no, thank but, you. <laughs> <laughs> pleasant, <Not that> grotto. <laughs> ple- ple- pleasantly surprised. Um, but she inherits this Grotto, which is a desert nightclub that's seen better times, and she's trying to figure it all out, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. I have to just tell you one thing. This this movie is showing at the festival at the Maryland Hall. My mother's name was Marilyn Hall. So every time you say that, I get a little warm feeling. I'm like, oh, mom, because she was very much a presence. She had already passed when I made the movie, uh, but she was very much a, a part of making this movie for me. Let's stop a little bit and get your background. I mean, your background is not in directing movies. You are a Tony Award winning actress, actor uh, from Into the Woods of Stephen Sondheim's show on Broadway. You're were in Heartburn, Hannah and Her Sisters, and a handful of other films. Uh, did some TV. Your father is uh, one of my icons. I think there's four oh. in the game show. Monty Hall. Uh, yeah. And I'll say it's Hall, Barker, Trebek, and Sajak. That's the four. Um, <laughs> you know, now you're directing The Grotto. I wrote, wrote and directed it, yes. I mean, I, I had been encouraged to write and to direct with some of the greats for whom I had worked as an actor. For with Mike Nichols was the first person to say you should be directing. And Diane English, who created Murphy Brown and a TV show that I was on called Love and War, she actually had me direct some episodes for CBS. So I, with this kind of encouragement, it just was about the voice in my head saying, well, am I good enough? Should I try this? You know, who do you think you are? I mean, all the things we do to avoid carving out new territory when we're comfortable where we are. And then I just kind of hit a moment where I said, no, there are stories I want to tell. And I know I can do this. And a lot of people said, we believe in it too, and jumped on board. And by some miracle, although it took years for the grotto, for me to actually keep pushing it instead of being shy about it, uh, when it came together, it came together fast and with an amazing group of people. Well, do you think that your acting chops, and I mean, these go back 
you know, many, many years. But do you think the acting chops certainly gave you a leg up on the uh, directing aspect? Yeah. Definitely. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. And I and from my own experience, I have worked with directors who were formerly or currently actors, and they're the best because they we know how to talk to each other and we know how to create an atmosphere where everybody brings you their best idea. That That's not just about the actors. It's about all the department heads. And when that atmosphere is fostered, then magic happens. The great things happen, and you have, you know, for all the hard work and, and the difficulties, you have a really pretty good time, and we did. Making a film sounds like so much fun. I mean, it sounds like a hell, it of, fun. It, sounds like a hell of a lot of work, but it also sounds yeah, like Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a lot, a lot of work, and, and it's a lot of work in a very short time with not enough money. And, and that's kind of like, that's the law going in. Now, we were blessed. We had... Um, a woman named Laura Sudro, who's a producer. She's Uruguros Entertainment. Laura, I was introduced to just by chance by a neighbor friend of mine because Laura lived a couple of miles away and we had coffee. And then we said, and I never mentioned the movie, but I knew she was now producing. Boom, the pandemic happens. Nobody talks to anybody for a year. So like a year and a half later, I said, are you sub- submitting? I mean, are you accepting submissions? I-, I wrote a movie. She just sent it to me. I sent it to her and I thought, Nobody will read it. It will lie there for months, you know, and sometime in the future, I'll just give a gentle nudge. Two days later, she called me and she said, let's get together. And from the moment we got together, she said, I'm in. And that, I have to tell you, John, I think that never happens. This, this, if, when you see the movie, there are little miracles all through it. And the fact that this thing came together this way was another miracle. Well, I do think there's karma at work in the, in the universe that when things are supposed to happen, they do happen. And uh... yeah. You know, yeah. for whatever reason, and, and, you know, maybe 2019, 2018 wasn't the time for it to happen, but 2022 certainly was. Exactly. Exactly. And yes. And sometimes you shouldn't judge what's happening. You know, you just have to see that this was inevitably what had to happen to the next thing. I mean, it makes you, I, the older I get, the more philosophical I got. <laughs> I could just take my dad's words. And every time I go to him and say, oh, my God, can you believe this is happening? And he'd say, eh, it's a blip. And I thought, yeah, okay. It's a blip while you're living in it, Dad. Goes, no, dad has great me. advice. Listen to Dad. He always has always has the great advice. That's he for was, sure. He was the greatest. He and Mom were the just the greatest. Well, you wrote the Grotto. Where did the mm-hmm. where did the plot line come from? Where did this all come from? Deep in the depths of Joanna Gleason's head. Yeah, my my own life at forty looked from the outside as if it were all put together, shiny, you know, career, things were happening, you know, into the woods had happened, and, and I, I had this great son, and I, I had this great reputation, but I was not grounded. I did not have a partner. I had been divorced at that time. I, I was alone. I was adrift. I just realized I was living up to everybody else's expectations of me, and I thought, geez, I'm 40. When do you put your feet down and make the life you want? And who are going to be the people in it? And from from that, I started to think about a woman who loses everything, Alice, in my story. And how and what do you listen to, or what what? How brave are you going to be about just letting something guide you to your future? And that's what happens to her. Also, who who are your people? Who are the people who are going to see you for who you are and not who you they need you to be? And I just started to just evolve this story. I, I love the desert. I love. What happens when I've visited Palm Springs and Palm Desert, uh, when I used to live in California, um, there's kind of a, just a magic feeling, a connection to something. It's really an extraordinary place. Uh, so that's where the grotto ends up being mostly set, out in the desert. Interesting. And we, 
Yeah, and, and, and there's a special the, the the light is different, the air feels different, and you can almost hear the universe when you're there. So I thought that's a nice magical place to set this movie. I would say it sounds like a coming of age film for just a slightly older age than most coming it of is. age it's films. A, you're exactly right. It's a coming of middle age story. That used to be what I called it, a coming of middle age story. Well, I, I know in the description for the film festival, Pelleas here said it was done on, in good part to the remembrance of friends that you've lost. Yes. Um, another element of this, though it is not, it's not the, the driving force in it, is that the grotto, in my mind, I thought, well, the grotto at Lourdes in France is based on this story that a peasant girl saw a vision of the Virgin Mary, although nobody ever called it the Virgin Mary, in the movie, The Song of Bernadette, or in my movie, but the lady in white, and the lady in white told this peasant girl in France, dig in this garbage dump. And up came this water. People drank the water and threw away their crutches and the blind could see. You know, if you Google Lourdes, L-O-U-R-D-E-S, Lourdes or the grotto in Lourdes, you'll see a live stream. You can get a live stream of this rock grotto with now they've put a statue of the Virgin Mary there and candles and people are still coming to be healed. So I thought, huh, what if the gay community back in the 90s, uh, in, uh, during which time I lost a lot of people close to me mm -hmm. through the AIDS crisis, so I yeah. said, what if there were a nightclub called the Grotto where these people came just in the hope of a miracle and the hope of a cure or just to be together and to laugh and to eat and to listen to music? And so I created this nightclub called the Grotto, and, and that, that's what it used to be. And now it's been a couple of decades, and the owner, it's going to seed, you know, and it's fallen on hard times. And and what happens during the movie is less about Alice healing the grotto and bringing it back to life, but that the grotto actually does heal Alice. I like that. Good. <laughs> I like that. Now, um, and, and obviously Alice is you to a degree. Um, oh yeah. I mean, sure. you're, you're not a not a bar owner, but that's uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not, not even on my list. <laughs> now, are you going to be here in Annapolis for a panel or yes, a Q and A? Yes, I am. Awesome. Oh, I am. I'm. Yep, yeah, I'm coming in for the for the opening night, um, sort of you know meet and greet and uh, opening night ceremonies, and and probably see the first film of the opening night, and then my film is up on Friday night and I will be there for a Q&A afterwards. Yeah, and I'm going to be at the second showing the next morning and I'll stick around for the director's roundtable. Oh, that's uh, awesome. At noon. At noon I think, "Oh yeah, I'm very excited. Very thrilled that they that they uh, chose the Grotto to be in this festival." Well, as as a first-time director and this is your di directorial debut, right? In in features, in, yes. Uh, I've, in I've features. directed in TV and theater, yeah, yeah. But what do you hope to get out of a film festival as a director? What are you hoping to walk away and get back on the plane or train or mule or whatever, whatever it is that you came down here? <laughs> I will have, I will have been, first of all, I have to tell you, seeing it, um, we were in another festival earlier this last year and seeing it on the big screen for the first time, I've only ever seen it on a computer. Seeing it on a big screen in a theater with people live, people in the audience was the biggest thrill. Just the biggest thrill. And I know I'm going to feel that way again. That's awesome. I, I hate small screens. I hate that we live our yeah. life on small screens. And, I know. You know, I, I've, I've got so many friends that are like, well, why don't why don't you just wait till it comes out on DVD or streaming and watch, you know, watch whatever latest theater. I said, because I like to sit in that. And then, well, now they have the re fancy reclining leather seats in the theaters. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like yeah. there is nothing 
like when your seat vibrates. And I mean, I don't care how much I spend right. on a home theater system. I'm not going to get the experience of, right. of doing it. And I, I don't like the idea that I can sit there and just put pause while I make popcorn. That's exactly right. Uh, or get up to get something to eat. When you're in the theater, the, my movie felt bigger to me and more full. It felt fuller to me. Um, so I was actually, uh, it, it took my excitement. You know, you as a director and the writer, you can look at it and go, oh, I wish I'd done that. Oh, why did I miss that? But that's been looking at it on a computer time after time, frame by frame. When I saw it for the first time, and I'm looking forward to seeing it again this weekend. And also, we used to, remember when we all used to have attention spans? Yeah. It was like, like this, this thing yeah. that's becoming extinct. Uh, when you go, that's right, you go, you go to the movie or you go to a live theater. I, we took two of our grandkids. We have nine of them. We took the two oldest boys to see Harry Potter in New York City, uh-huh. way up in a balcony, like the ninth balcony up in, you know, just like cruising altitude. And they were transfixed. They didn't move. And it was a long, there was one intermission, but it was a long afternoon. And I thought, good for them. Good for them. It's called attention span. Tell a story. Listen to a story. Suck them in. Yeah, you yeah. You, you you suck the audience in and you, you hold their attention. You keep them there. And the same thing. Yeah. Goes, I mean, and you know this. I mean, I'm preaching to the choir here, but, you know, the same thing goes in theater, you know, on, on oh, stage. Yeah. You know, with the exception of Nicholas Nickleby, I mean, you know, there's not a, <laughs> That's right. That's right. But that, but that, we were we were drawn into that. I saw it back in like '81. First of the first when it came first over to the United States, I saw it, and and the time just flew. When the storytelling's good, the time flies. If by chance we do fall and break a leg and we miss seeing one of the two set showings here. And again, that's Friday, March 24th at 7 p.m. at Maryland Hall in the main theater. And then on Saturday at 10 a.m., just one flight down at the Bowen Theater at Maryland Hall. What are we looking at for the Grotto moving forward beyond Annapolis? Yeah, if, well, as, as, as if there is something beyond Annapolis, right? Oh, yes, of course, of course. <laughs> Everything will after that will be, a, yes, a, a big letdown. But there are a few more festivals lined up, which is exciting. And, of course, the goal is to have it bought. You know, you have a distributor or a streamer pick it up so that the whole world can see it. And that's our that's our goal. And that's that's what we're heading toward. Fantastic. Well, what's up next for Joanna Gleason? Do you have any projects in the work, directing or acting? I do. I do. I, well, not acting so much, although I've done some pilots for HBO and I'm going to be directing um, a small production in Aspen over the summer. But I have a second feature and I have people interested in already very different from the grotto. And what I'm hoping is to be able to talk to you a year from now, a year and a half from now, and you'll go, hey, remember, we talked about the grotto. And I go, you know, nice to see you again. Nice to hear you again. We just see that's um, that's why that's why I do all these podcasts. So I get the phone numbers of all these big, these, you know, <laughs> big shots, whether they, you know, eventually, you know, I mean, someday I'm going to get a hold of a Steven Spielberg, like 30 years before he's a Spielberg. And I'll be right, like, right. I'm hoping to take a little less time than 30 years to get the next one done. <laughs> well, what's the second feature about her? Can you can you spill the beans at all or tease it all? All I will tell you is, once again, it's about a woman in her 40s, or now 50s. It's about a woman like and looks around and through. There's been some tragedy and there's been uh, there's kind of a, a mystery, not particularly a murder mystery, but could be. There's a mystery involving one of her kids. And then there's the journey, the journey of who are my people? Who can I trust? Who is going to be there for me, and what's this life I've been living? You know, and it, it, it's 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 got a little more plot twisty than the Grotto. It's much more dramatic. There's no say. Look, the Grotto is, as you say, it's got it's got tragedy and heartache in it, but it's also funny and it's got music, live music. So it's a hybrid. You can't really call it a rom com. You know, you'd call it a right. drama. Dramedy. 
dramedies <laughs> with music and magic and lights. And, I don't know. You know, yeah. That's true. Well, I'll tell you, what we just heard there was a tease for Joanna Gleason's second feature <laughs> film there. If you don't want to be teased, go see The Grotto, which is going to be premiering here in Annapolis Friday, March 24th at 7 p.m. at Maryland Hall and 10 a.m. at Maryland Hall on Saturday the 25th. One of the featured films that are going to be at the Annapolis Film Festival. Tickets and passes are still available. You can get them at annapolisfilmfestival.org. And I will be at the opening night party as well. And I will Wonderful. I will hunt you down and uh, introduce myself because yeah. I always love to put a face with a with a voice or a name. Yes, and, it's fantastic. And I can't wait to see The Grotto uh, coming up this weekend. Thank you. Thank you. I look forward to seeing everybody. Take care, Joanna. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. You can Remember, passes and tickets for the Annapolis Film Festival are available right now at AnnapolisFilmFestival.org. I've got mine. Now you need to go get yours, and I'll see you at the movies. Annapolis.